Welcome back to Scattered Brain. Welcome to episode six. Episode six. That's I know. That's that's a lot, you know, thinking like just a few months ago having a podcast was just like a passing thought. I'm proud of us and we've stuck to it even though life has been pretty hectic lately. Absolutely. Um so I'm proud of us seriously. Like this is this is awesome. It's a commitment. <laughs> I mean, we we had mentioned or had conversations rather um right. on whether or not this was a commitment that we right. were both prepared to accept and mm-hmm. yeah, here we are. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, we are, it's been, it's been crazy, you guys, but we are so excited to be recording this episode and that we're still going strong. Mm -hmm. Um, Make sure that you follow us on Instagram at Sam underscore and underscore OSY. Yes. DM us for any ideas or if you want to just like join into the conversation or if you just want to say hello, please do it um (laughs) what else um i guess for this episode there isn't any real facts we're just like here to kind of bounce back opinions and Mm -hmm. and see what you guys think really um and i feel like it's a topic that everyone has an opinion on yes yes and whether you're like from this generation or the older generation like i feel like there's just a different perspective on like body modification mm-hmm. right yeah um i guess the first form of body modification that comes to mind for me is piercings mm-hmm. yeah. when i think body modification i think somebody's gonna have a piercing on their face or somewhere what what about you sam like do you what do you think about piercings do you think they're well you have piercings i do yeah <laughs> i have quite a few um I don't have any like really on my face other than just a couple nose piercings, but um, I don't know. I really like it. And for me, like the experience of going for piercing, because I always go to like a tattoo shop where they also do piercings yeah. because I'm not trying to get an infection or like right. something messed up with it. So and I go to the I professionals. To, <laughs> yes. And I have to tell you really quick insert right here. My teenager got an eyebrow piercing at um, that place at the mall. Mm. Um, and let me just say, I'm never taking her there again. And it's your, and it was the same cost that it would have been for like a tattoo place. Um, but yeah, you're so right. It is so important, guys, to go to professionals. Please, like, do your research before you do any sort of body modification. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want something awful to happen to you. Yeah, because a lot of times, like, body different mo- body modifications that we're going to talk about, they're permanent. Right. Or, you know, for a very extended period of time. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I – when I go for a piercing – Mm-hmm. it's like it's almost like a ritual can kind of be um yes, like I, I, I get into this different kind of mindset where I'm like both really excited and very calm my energy shifts my thoughts shift um then as we're like prepping the area you know making sure it's clean figuring out the location of the piercing like all of these are just kind of like building up to the moment 100 percent, yes and 
I mean, depending on where you go, sometimes they're a little bit more talkative, explaining the process or Mm -hmm. um, wanting to make sure that you're okay. Some of them are very straightforward, like, this is what you want, this spot. Okay, here we go. Done. Yeah. (laughs) What do you Um, prefer? What do you prefer? Do you you prefer like a chatty piercer or someone that's like straight to the point? Like, okay. I can definitely appreciate when somebody kind of explains their process yeah. um, because not everybody's the same. Yep. I like it when they're chatty because I feel like they, they, that's comfort for me. Like mm-hmm. if they're talking to me, like being just like vibing, I feel like I'm a little more relaxed and just like, you know, I don't know, excited about the event. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? What kind of piercings do you have that aren't just... Like, because you don't have regular low piercings, you have stretched your ears, you have gauges, right? Is yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have. Um, I always forget the size of my gauges, dude. I don't mean to, but I'm like seven eights, or I, I can't remember. I'm like mm-hmm. almost um, an inch. I'm like right there. Um, yes, and I, and I stretched them. So I tried stretching them first when I was like fifteen. Um, my mom thought that I was insane and was like, fuck, no, you're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was sort of painful because I didn't really know what I was doing. So I gave up. I was like, okay, fuck it. I'm not, I'm not going to do it anymore. Plus my mom was giving me a lot of shit, but then I, I moved out and I think I started stretching my ears again when I was like 19 and that was when, like, I I wanted to start off, like, really, like, small. I was like, okay, I'm just going to be, like, zero, double zero. Mm-hmm. And it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I was just like, dude, I have to stop at some point now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, did, I didn't want to go past the, you know, the no return zone, which I feel sure. like that's where I'm at anyway. But, yeah, I mean – it was a huge commitment. I knew that if I did it, you know, it would be hard to go back to what it was. Mm-hmm. But I love my gauges and I don't regret them at all. I think they're so cool. I love the fact that now, like, there's more feminine earrings to wear. Like, there's, sure. like, dangle j- uh, gauges, which is super cute. I've got some pearl ones. You've seen those. They're so mm-hmm. freaking cute. So, like, if I want to go to, like, a wedding or something fancy, I can wear pearl earrings. You yeah, know what I mean? And it kind of just looks like you're wearing a big earring and not yes. that your ears stretched around it. Right. Um, but I do love um, – I love tunnels. I love when you can see, like, through. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I just love the look. I, I think it looks cool. Do you think you'd ever take them out, like, permanently? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know what would cause me to do that. Like, I don't sure. know. You know what I mean? Um, but I guess maybe. My So Josh has gauges, um, and he started stretching his ears when he met me, and now my teenager is stretching her ears, and she's at a zero or double zero, something like that. So we always joke that we're like a a gauge family, like a gauge. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I love it, dude. And piercings, like I've had all types of piercings. I've had 
you know, the Monroe, I've had the Labrette, I've had my nose pierced different in different areas. And like, now I have a septum. Um, I had my tongue pierced just the normal way. And then like the snake bites, Mm -hmm. I I had my nipples pierced. I mean, like piercings for me, the first one I ever got was my belly button. And just like you, this is why I relate to like what you were saying about like the whole like leading up to the piercing and that whole experience. I am addicted to that feeling. And it's the same way for like my tattoos. I am addicted to that feeling, like even the smell, you know, Mm -hmm. of like the Mm -hmm. like the the products that they use to clean you and all that stuff. Like, I just love it. And so I think that's why I just kept going back for piercings and like doing stuff like this because it's just like such a thrill really is yeah. is what it is. You know what I mean? For me, it's it's almost like this – this is maybe going to sound a little weird. I don't know. But it's this almost like primal kind of connection mm. feeling that I'm having to like people before me like my ancestors or whatever Uh um both like with piercings and with tattoos it's like you're you're choosing Mm -hmm. to have this thing done you're acknowledging that there's going to be pain and then you're going through with it you're feeling the pain Mm -hmm. you're experiencing like any emotions that come with it I don't know it's just kind of this like very like cleansing kind of experience for me too yes it's like and i it's so funny i have a friend of mine greg if you're listening to this dude i'm talking about you <laughs> um he was him and i we just always talked about like how much we love the experience of getting a tattoo um and he was just like people don't understand how like i fall asleep when i get tattoos and because it's supposed to be so painful and how could I possibly be so relaxed but dude Mm -hmm. I get it 100% like it it's almost like you're in a deep meditation kind of I was just gonna say yes it's like a meditation yeah you have to like power through the pain and the fact that you do and you're sitting still there it's like empowerment um, Mm -hmm. because you're able to control this you know what I mean mm-hmm. and so and whether you're like actively thinking about it or not yep. you're connecting with your your breath and I don't know it's just like mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe it I don't know how to put it into words you don't have to girl I hear you I feel you I really do like I've always said that about like you and Sam was with me, you guys, for the last time that I went. Was it the last one? Yeah, yeah. That I got tattooed. Um, shout out to my girl Blue. She's so awesome, dude. <laughs> um, I'm actually meant to go back now in March to get the rest, like the one on my upper arm done. Um, but she, her tattooing was so, the feeling was so different. I had to power through, man, and. And it was really quite an experience. I, I think I was there for a little while, right? Like mm-hmm. two hours or something. Like, yeah. And you said it was more of like a stinging kind of feel yeah. than the normal. What would you describe the normal feel? Like a burn? Like a burn. Like a burn. This was like stinging. Like I don't even know know that because that's kind of the same feeling. It's like a sharper I, feeling. Yes. Yes. More it precise. was so strange, dude. Yeah. Um, 
but I still really enjoyed it. And honestly, this tattoo healed the best out of all the tattoos ever. And I didn't even do the, the Saniderm stuff that I typically use to mm-hmm. heal my tattoos. I didn't have to do that with this one. And I hardly put any stuff on it. And dude, this tattoo is gorgeous. Seriously. Is. like, And I don't know if it has to do with technique. And maybe that's why the pain is different when I get tattooed by this girl. Um, but I'm with it. I dig it. And I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> what was the first piercing that you ever got, Sam? Um, just regular low piercings. And mm. I'm pretty sure it was like Claire's. And maybe I was like... Mm seven eight nine ten i don't know Hmm. your parents what do they think about piercings or like tattoos um my my i feel like my mom has maybe made like some comments on the different kind of ear tattoo or not tattoos ear piercings Mm -hmm. that i have Mm -hmm. um and my nose piercings but it was more It was more so like after both of my sisters got their noses pierced. That's interesting. Because then it's like all three of us have it. And yeah. Yeah. Um, But I don't think she's really said anything about my other ones, at least not that I can remember. My mom always thought that I was crazy. And then when I got my nipples pierced, I told her about it and she... Her reaction was so surprising because I thought that she was going to be like, Chava la jodida, otra vez, otra mierda. And she just like, she's like, what? And then I was like, yeah, I got my nipples pierced. She's like, let me see. And I was like, (laughs) okay. And I show her and she just started cracking up. She was laughing so hard she nearly pissed herself. And I was like, why are you laughing? She's like, you're fucking crazy (laughs) so look i was like oh my god dude but yeah she was cracking up um with my tattoos i had to beg her i was like 15 like just turned 15 when i got my first tattoo and i was like please mom you know you don't even have to pay for it my best friend at the time her brother is tattooing and he's just starting off now he's a great tattoo artist um but yeah he was like i got you man i got you and i was like okay let's do it so she's (laughs) like she gives me the okay for something small and i come back with the one on my upper back which is like the top upper back um and she was just like what in the fuck you know what i mean (laughs) but at that point i mean it was too late it was on me like what's she gonna do right (laughs) what about um your first tattoo how old were you? My my first tattoo was actually on my upper back as well, in the middle. Really? Um, but I, how old was I for that? Like 22, maybe? Oh, okay. 21, 22, I don't know, something like that. When you first sat on that chair and you heard the machine going and the machine is like touching <sighs> your skin, what did you feel? Were you like, oh, fuck. Why am I doing this? Um, I think it was more of like, oh my god, I'm doing this. Yeah, I'm actually <laughs> doing this. I get that. Um, and my friend Kayla was with me, and after like a couple minutes, or maybe maybe it was shorter than that. Maybe it was like a minute or less. 
But she asked me, she's like, what does that feel like? Does it hurt? She had like a million questions mm-hmm. like she always does. Uh-huh. And she was asking me how it was feeling and if it hurt and whatever. And I was like, actually, it doesn't really hurt. Yeah. So for my first tattoo, most of it didn't hurt. There were a couple spots where I was kind of like, Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it was like no biggie. Oh, and there were a couple. There were a couple times when it like tickled. Really? Yeah, that was weird. But mm-hmm. wow, I look. And you know what's something that I didn't really think about when I was younger, because people always said that you know if you have a bunch of tattoos, you couldn't get a job. Um, And I think at the point when we were teenagers, I feel like there was a lot, there was just, there was a lot more people doing this, like getting tattoos and getting piercings. So it was Mm -hmm. beginning to be like, it was in the beginning of that, like, okay, if you have a piercing, you could maybe work here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or if you cover up your tattoos, then you're fine. It was Mm -hmm. the beginning of that. And so... I was getting tattoos and everybody would tell me, don't do it because then you won't be able to have a job or, you know, don't get those piercings. No one's going to hire you. And Mm -hmm. I really didn't give a damn. I didn't care. Um, And then when I hit like my early 20s, when I was searching for work in Miami, people really did look at that stuff and I was regretting it. So I wasn't. When I was younger, I wasn't really thinking clearly. And then I had to, you know. Well, your brain wasn't fully developed. Either. Right, right. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I was it, I was judged when it came to that, when, when I was seeking mm-hmm. for work. Um, and I do believe that maybe I didn't get certain jobs because I had piercings and tattoos or because my sure. ears were gauged. Mm-hmm. How do you feel now? Like, do you feel like there's been a big change in that um, in the work field where you're like accepted if you have body modifications? What do you think? So for piercings, I mean, I got my like my second piercing on my lobe when I turned like 13 or something like that Mm -hmm. um and that's all I had until after high school and like plus a year I think it was when I got my nose pierced Mm -hmm. and it was kind of new or like there was like a a trend happening at that time or shortly after where people were getting just like one side of their nostril pierced yeah so it wasn't really abnormal feeling and I didn't really feel like it made me stand out because I got one that was closer to my skin. Yeah. And it was just the post. Right. Um, but as I continued to get my other piercings, like a cartilage piercing, mm-hmm. my brook, my industrial, I I don't know. I think I just kind of assumed like based off the jobs that I had already had, either my ears weren't going to be showing or if they were, nobody was going to care. Yeah. But I think for piercings, they can be different than tattoos because, you know, you can take the piece of jewelry out mm-hmm. most of the time. Also, um, I remember when I was starting to work in those like, I don't know, like more professional jobs, there mm-hmm. were um, 
what is it like transparent piercings like the ones where you would put on and you couldn't tell that you had it on oh yeah 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 they're made with like silicone or something like that i had to have some of those when i had my gallbladder removed oh well i actually yeah i had some of those and it worked it worked and Mm -hmm. nobody could ever tell that i had a piercing Mm -hmm. um it's so crazy that now like i work at a clinic and i have my septum piercing and i don't have to hide it also like so before i got mm -hmm. sorry go ahead no go ahead go ahead i was just gonna say before i got the tattoo that i have on my arm i was debating on whether or not i would get it i really wanted it and honestly most of my tattoos i've wanted them for a year or more Mm -hmm. before i've gotten them yeah um but I had to go to urgent care for something or other, and the nurse that was taking my blood pressure, she had some tattoos on her, like, forearm, Mm -hmm. kind of in a spot where I was thinking, but a little bit further down. Yeah. And so I thought, if this nurse can get a job or keep a job here at this huge clinic with a tattoo, I should be able to also. I think it's so silly that it was ever an issue. I really do. Right, because it's it's not like, hey, you have something on your skin that means you're not a good worker. Right. And I look, I get it if you're going to, if people that have like obscene fucking tattoos, it's not like I'm going to have like, fuck you on my arm. Like that's not acceptable in a right. in a professional workplace. I get that. Um, But that should have never been an issue. You know what I mean? And I mean, tattooing goes back... It, it was kind of like a sacred ritual to to get tattoos. Um, mm-hmm. It was something that was uh, like a rite of passage for a lot of cultures. Um, and for me, it's it means the same thing. Um, so mm-hmm. I don't understand how it could ever be such a like a taboo here. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I'm sure there are some religious pieces that come into play there. Um, well, yeah, Christians believe that your body's a temple and you shouldn't, like, fuck with it, basically. Yeah. I don't know the exact words, but that's the gist of it. <laughs> don't fuck with your body. It's a temple. <laughs> there are still some cultures that practice, like, different body modifications, right. like, as a spiritual or whatever mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Yeah, um... What are th- what is the one that they stretch out their necks? Like I don't even remember. Oh, that's somewhere called. in Africa, right? Yeah. Where they have like the rings around their neck. Mm-hmm. I know. I always find that so interesting. Like I wish that I could do that. Um, it kind of makes me wonder, like, what what was it that was going on when we as humans first decided to like start these body modifications? Like, was it out of curiosity? Was it like a suggestion from um, some trip that somebody had or, you know? That's a very... And then how did they think of the specific ones, like different piercings, different tattoos, how to tattoo, the stretching of the neck? Like, how how does somebody, like, think of that? That's just so, like... Okay, the stretching of the neck and, like, the small feet, like the girls in China... um, Mm -hmm. Or I think that is like um like a preference in like physical beauty. 
I feel like, mm. you know what I mean? Because I think I saw a documentary of, you know, the women that do stretch their necks and the longer neck that they have, the more beautiful they seem. Um, I think is what I remember seeing. And then for the feet, it was the same, the same idea. It was the tiniest feet, the more beautiful feet, you know, like, like the more dainty. Right. And right. That's what I meant. Yep. Yep. Whatever. So I think it was like for, yeah, physical beauty. Mm-hmm. I think it, it, that's what that was for. I think with tattoos, I think with tattoos, it's just about like telling a story or like it's a visual art. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that maybe is why people would get tattoos. Um, I, we'd still do that now, right? Like we tattoo mm-hmm. things that mean something to us or something that we find really beautiful that symbolizes like who we are inside. You know what I mean? Yeah. For each of my tattoos, they kind of act as like bookmarks to different yeah. parts of my life. Like I remember who I was with or what I was going through mm-hmm. at the time. And I don't know, it's just kind of nice to, even though I can't see most of my tattoos, it's just nice like knowing that they are and that they're a part of me and that I can always like flash back to those parts of my life and kind of have gratitude for them, I guess, yeah. whether they were easy or hard. I didn't necessarily plan for my tattoos to be that, but for me, it's the same. Like, I got the one on my foot thinking, like, I love this design. I was also really fucked up. We had partied all night, <laughs> and I had a friend that's like, I got a tattoo machine. I can totally tattoo you. And I was just, like, in the moment, it happened. It hurt like hell. I never finished it. It is the way it is now, and I'm never going to do anything <laughs> to it ever again. But that's what it means to me now. Like I attach Mm -hmm. that to that memory. And then I have other ones that are very well thought out that mean something specific to me, like the one, the tattoos of my kids um, Mm -hmm. that symbolize my children. Those are like well thought out and all that. So I guess like for me, it's different reasons why I have tattoos, but. Yeah, some of mine have like full-on meaning to them and then other ones they're just kind of little bookmarks what about when we talk about like different hair colors now um and just like and like extreme haircuts yes and extreme haircuts like what about that I mean even with that we've come a long way because I remember having like bright red hair and my boss at Burger King telling me mommy Tienes que cambiarte ese color de pelo. Like, you got to change that hair color because you can't work here with that vibrant hair color. And I was just like, what the Mm -hmm. heck? Why? Or like, I wanted to shave the side of my head. And the boss that I I worked at an office at that time, she was like, you better not do it. You better not because you can't work here if you do that, if you shave your head. And I was like, what the fuck? I did it anyway. And then I was I would hide it because, you know, you can't tell. And then one day I was like fidgeting with my hair and she saw and she was like, oh, so you shaved your head anyway. And I was like, yeah. And that was it. Long time ago. And this is you yep. noticing. Just and now. I worked there for another two years. So, 
whatever. <laughs> um, did you ever like go to like a hair salon or anything like that? Like growing up, I did. I did, and they had they had like magazines. Mm-hmm. Yep, with the different hair types, yes. the different models, like where it's like a a straight line cut from the back of the head up to the ear, and then it's like super long in the front, yes. or you know those different funky mm-hmm. things. I remember flipping through those magazines growing up and just thinking, like, wow, how could somebody do something like that? That looks so weird. Mm-hmm. That's so strange. Yep. And now in this part of my life, I'm like, some of those seem pretty creative. Yeah. You know, I might have to give them a try. Yep. Yeah, I know. It's so interesting that I was very – I always wanted to have cool hairstyles, but I never had the courage to do crazy shit. Like I was always so scared because mm-hmm. I was always afraid of what people might think. I think – Again, it's because my mom was always like, "Oh my God, you're gonna you're gonna do that to yourself. People are gonna talk." And it was always like this, like, "Oh no, please, it's an embarrassment, or it's it's weird, it's out of the ordinary." So for me, I had that anxiety of like, "Oh my!" And plus, I I'm not someone that's like, "Look at me, look at me," like I don't mm-hmm. like that. But I like those styles. Like, I like right. the tattoos. I like the piercings. I like the crazy hair colors and the shaved side of your head or shaved heads on girls. Like, it's so cool to do something so different and extreme. It just mm-hmm. looks really awesome. And so I remember when I first got, like, a pixie cut, kind of like a boy cut. Mm-hmm. It was right before my quinceanera or whatever, and my mom, I had really long hair. My mom was like, you're never, you're not going to cut your hair till after your pictures. Cause we have to do the whole picture thing or whatever. And I was like, ah, you know, like I, I want to cut my hair. Like, why can't I have short hair in my pictures? Like, what's the big deal? Mm-hmm. We get into a huge argument about something and I was like, forget it, whatever. Um, fine. You win. My friend Uni and I went to the mall that day and we passed by like a hair salon and I was like, I'm cutting my fucking hair. (laughs) And I got my first ever pixie cut. I was obsessed with it. Like it was so freaking cute, you guys. Uh, I loved it so much. And then I get home. My mom nearly fucking killed me, dude. And it's so wild to think that over hair. But my mom mm-hmm. was so pissed. How could you? Your king says your photos. You're going to look so ugly like a boy. Your hair short. Oh, my God. And it was she was freaking out because in my pictures, I was going to have short hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just can't. It's so stupid thinking back to it now. Um, but, yeah, dude, I mean, I love it when people do that, when they're like, fuck it. Fuck this shit, you know, like some of my most favorite haircuts, hairstyles, hair colors have been from a moment like that where it's like, fuck it, I'm just gonna Mm -hmm. do it. I know it's so cool. I and I've had very like a lot of different haircuts over the years and hair colors. I feel like every year my look changes a little bit, but now I have like brown hair and it's like a little past my shoulders. It's really cute. 
I am glad that this is what it is right now because I have children and I am tired, y'all. I am so tired. Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine having to keep up with my hair. Mm -hmm. But um, when we talk about body modification, also we're talking about um, like cosmetic surgery, right? Yeah. How do you... Body implants. Yes. How do you feel about that? Honestly, for me, as long as it's not like detrimental to your health or somebody else's I guess um it's your body do what you want with it if that's something that's gonna make you happy go for it yeah because I think I mean for some of the more extreme things people are putting a lot of thought into it either right before that moment or in the years leading up to it yeah what the here's the only thing that scares me so I'll tell you When I first started hearing about like cosmetic surgery and all that, I had a really bad image of it. I'm not even going to lie to you. Like I thought like, oh God, why why are you going to do that to yourself? And it's so fake and blah, blah, blah. Like I had a really nasty image of like the women who did this to themselves. It's mostly women, right? I mean, we've got some men now, but I don't know why I thought that. I mean, yes. You're going out of your way to, uh, I don't know, be this person you, I don't know, you want to be physically, right? Um, And so for me, it's mm. like, oh, just love yourself and that whole thing. But, I mean, I get it, dude. I get it. Like, as someone that had kids, my body is never going to be what it once was. Like, and it, it upsets mm-hmm. me, of course. I mean, yeah, I can work out and eat better, sure. But I mean, some parts are just never going to be the same. And if I can get a little mm-hmm. some to help me, you know, make me feel a little bit better about myself, then yeah, it's like, it's cool. You know what I mean? Like, be happy. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of comes down to like the person that's performing it as well. Yes, like, dude. I, I think that for me, I feel like it's important for them to at least ask like, so why are you getting this mm-hmm. procedure tattoo, yes. whatever? Because some people are doing it, I don't want to say for the wrong reasons, but for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Like they're doing it because they think so-and-so will like them more, love them mm-hmm. more, or, you know, th- like they're not doing it for themselves, really. Yes. 100% I agree with you. And also another thing that scares me about – um mostly like cosmetic surgery is the fact that some people are so desperate to alter their bodies to have this image of themselves, you know, like, and they, they don't care. They don't do research. They don't make sure that the doctor's licensed. I can't tell you how many cases we had in Miami of women who died because they went to a doctor that didn't know shit and something Mm -hmm. went wrong and they died you know, and left their kids behind, family behind. And it's just like, I don't understand that. Like, you need to do your research. You need to make sure that what you're doing is you're going to be okay afterwards. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that that desperate need for this, like, ex- accepted, like, image of yourself to me is wrong. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um 
I recently saw something, there was some kind of story on TV where they were interviewing different people who had had like a BBL Mm -hmm. and other kinds of like cosmetic surgeries like that where, you know, either either fat is being moved from one part of your body to Mm -hmm. another or they're using like a silicone or something like that. But they were they were talking about how um, like there was this one person who thought she had done her research, you know, she saw that these people referred this person or whatever and she knew that like whatever kind of silicone that's the only word I can think of right now um that they were going to be using was safe for her body and they said yes and then it wasn't and now it's kind of like leaching into other parts of (gasps) her body or it or it did and then she had it removed but it's not all of it so she could still die oh my god someday any day at any time for like silicone poisoning or whatever the fuck it's called i don't know holy fuck dude yeah like it could end up in her brain and fuck shit oh up my or god, whatever that's so, so scary she thought that she had done her research and but so she i think it was like she flew to las vegas where this mom and daughter were going to be performing these procedures and they supposedly had different credentials or whatever turns out it was like a hoax and she's like i should have known based on how many people were lined up for this procedure that day wow because they were just trying to get as many people quick in and out as possible because they're getting thousands of dollars at a time then they can just hop the plane and fly to wherever dude that is you know potentially never get in trouble for putting these toxic things that's terrible that's so fucking horrible you're a horrible human being for doing that i mean that's just Mm -hmm. crazy to me i think those two women did get caught but yeah dude there are a lot of times where that isn't the case yeah i just you know love yourself i i understand like everybody has these this image of themselves that you know we just wish we looked better skinnier maybe we wish we were curvier curlier straight hair like all this craziness but i don't know dude just love yourself i think it kind of comes down to like no matter what it is you know if it's yourself asking Mm -hmm. questions or if it's other people saying like oh what are other people going to think like that's kind of what it comes down to is like what will others think or you know what do others think of me now and how do I want them to think of me when really it should be you know like responded to with well what do you care what do you care that other people think like if they think that you would look better in this other way but you don't do that does that mean they don't care about you that they like Mm -hmm. you less maybe but then those aren't the kind of people that you want in your life right what about like fillers and all that stuff? I for the fillers and like what is it fillers that they put on your lips and like um, Botox? Yeah. Okay. Let me tell mm-hmm. you this. That is one thing I do not like because I feel like look at Gwen Stefani, dude. Gwen Stefani looks terrible these days. And it's just like I feel like once you do the Botox and the fillers, you have to continue to do it. And the more you add, the more you're 
face is disfigured after a while. It's like some of these celebrities that have gotten a bunch of like Botox in their face don't even look like themselves. Some of them have had like plastic surgery done Mm, too. Okay. But I mean, even with the, just like the lip fillers do, like it doesn't look normal. I think, I think that it can look normal when done right. Um, I think it depends also on like what the person, what kind of look they're going for. But I see it a lot where somebody will start with that kind of stuff and then like not be able to stop. So we're talking again, like kind of like an addiction to like Mm -hmm. a body modification. And now that we're saying this, that's so crazy. I mean, do you think that there's always an addiction to a body modification? I think there can be an addiction for anything, Mm. really. Um, And I think that could maybe be less likely, at least for what we're talking Mm -hmm. about, if the person has a healthier state of mind. Mm. Does that make sense? So, like, there are some people who just really struggle with this or that, and they might be more likely, like, predisposed to having – like an addiction when it comes to like their looks or something like that. Like if their self-esteem is really low, if they feel like they're needing to do these things so that they'll look a certain way for other people or for other people to think about them a certain way. I don't know. I I think it I think it comes back to what I said earlier. Like I feel like whoever is performing the procedure should be asking like why are you getting this done? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I feel like they do that. Like they don't they go like through like a whole physical and psychological like assessment before you do all this or I thought they did. I don't I don't know. I think if you're going to somebody legit, you know, maybe. But I think that also people can get different plastic surgeries, different fillers, Botox, whatever, and it can look natural. I guess I've never really I've never really seen it. Like, like natural like that. The ones that I've seen have been like Are usually extreme. extreme. And maybe that's because we're, mm-hmm. I was in Miami. So women over there or like people in general over there are like wanting more of everything. Like everything is exaggerated. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Anyway, body modifications, people, love yourselves. If you want to do something crazy, go ahead and do it. Just make sure that you're safe, you're researching, um, mm-hmm. whatever it is that you're going to be altering in your body. Um, remember, nothing is worth it if in the end it's going to harm you or you're going to end up dead or something. Like, not worth it, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, so just be careful out there, people, but love yourself. <laughs> yeah um we are going to do a guided meditation after this so stick around and again make sure you follow us on instagram scattered brain or at sam underscore and underscore osy and dm us let us know how we're doing or give us like some ideas for topics we'd like to hear from you follow us on spotify or you know leave a comment leave a review on apple that way you know we're more likely to be seen by other people and more people can join us in these crazy conversations see you next time guys Bye. bye
Thank you for joining us on this week's episode. For our meditation today, I'm going to be reading a script written by Doug Cartwright, and I'll include the information in the show notes. Um, He has a number of other guided meditation scripts, so if you're ever looking for something for yourself, I'll put that there. Starting off with a nice deep inhale, maybe stretching out overhead, and a good long exhale. Begin in a comfortable seated position if you can. If you can't sit, that's fine. Stand nice and tall. Sit tall. Stand tall. Imagining a string pulling you up and keeping your head high. Close your eyes and start to breathe, taking deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. In for the count of four and out for the count of four. With each inhale, Imagine that you are breathing in confidence and power. With each exhale, imagine you are expelling all of your self-doubt. Say to yourself, either out loud or in your head, I am confident. I am confident. I am sure of myself and my abilities. Notice how it feels to take this time to work on yourself. Notice how you can feel more confident just by sitting or standing up tall with your head high saying these confidence affirmations to yourself. I am confident. I am sure of myself in my abilities. Keep breathing. If your mind starts to wander and you start to feel self-doubt creeping in, notice this, observe it, and do not judge it. Then bring your attention back to your breath. Confidence is within you. Confidence is in reach. Say to yourself again, I am confident. I am sure of myself and my abilities. Open your eyes and take this feeling of confidence with you. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time.